Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text for our message comes from the book of Matthew, the first chapter. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This ends our reading. You may be seated. So we are at the beginning of another Advent season, a season that we as Christians look forward to celebrating the coming of the Christ child. But also, as Pastor Sean mentioned last Sunday, we look forward to Christ's second coming. And we say with the church throughout the world, come Lord Jesus. This Advent, as I mentioned before, we'll be doing a three-week sermon series on the Christ child, righteousness born for us. Today we'll be talking about how righteousness is given to us through faith. And then the next couple weeks, we'll talk about how this righteousness is in fact for us, for you, and for me. And then finally, how this righteousness is a complete release to the bondage of sin. Now, righteousness is not really a word that is probably used all that much outside of Christian circles, so I want to first make sure that we're clear on what the word righteousness means. Righteousness simply means being morally right or justifiable. When we talk about God as righteous, as we mentioned a few times, the Lord is our righteousness. We mean that God in his holiness does what is right. He does it consistently. It is simply who he is. God in his holiness created the standard of right and wrong and no charges can be brought against him. But when we talk about ourselves in terms of righteousness, we are simply talking about how we are made right with God. For we know as sinners, we can't live up to the demands of the law. So God sent his son Jesus to make things right. This is what the Christmas message is all about. God sending his son to make us right with him, reconciling us to the Father. We had a debt, and Christ paid it all. But how do we take a hold of this righteousness? How are we made righteous through an event that happened over 2,000 years ago? How are we connected to the Christmas story, to the Christ child born in Bethlehem? Well, the answer is in our sermon title. We are made righteous by faith. It is faith that connects us to the Christmas story. 
It connects us to the Christ child born and also the Christ who grew and who suffered and died for us. And it is in faith that we wait for him to come again on the last day. And it is faith that allows us to receive the Christ child for who he is, the Son of God. For that's how Jesus was really received into this world. Christ was received by faith. And in Matthew's gospel, he talks about a character that we really don't know too much about, even to this day. A man who never has a word recorded for us in Scripture. I'm talking about Joseph, the one betrothed to Mary. But although Joseph doesn't have any words recorded for us, his actions prove him to be a man of great faith. And now for the next few minutes, I want you to put yourself in Joseph's shoes. Picture what it would be like, as we read, to find out that your fiancé is pregnant and to not know the origins of that child. Now, Matthew doesn't tell us all the details of what Joseph knew about the origins of this child, but we know one thing is certain, is that Joseph knew that this child that Mary was pregnant with was not his child. And Joseph and Mary were engaged to be married. Now, engagements in these days were much more serious, I guess I could say, than we treat them in today's culture. Engagements in Jesus' day was, were considered legal binding contracts that you were almost seen as married. And if someone were to be found unfaithful throughout that engagement, the law of Moses said that that person would be brought before the house of her father and was to be stoned to death. You can see the dilemma that Joseph was going through. And Matthew describes Joseph as being a just man, a righteous man, a man that would know very well the laws of Moses and the demands of the law. But another way that we could translate the word just or righteous is that Joseph was a kind man, a compassionate man. And I think we see both usages of the word just or righteous in Joseph's response to hearing that his wife is pregnant. For it says that Joseph resolved to divorce Mary quietly. Here we see a fulfillment of the law. Joseph did, was about to do at least the least that the law demanded. He would end the engagement, stop the marriage, but he would do it quietly to not only avoid shame upon Mary, but possible death that the law would require. But then... This is where the plans of even a righteous man like Joseph falls short of what God was doing in Christ. Matthew tells us that while Joseph was considering these things, an angel appears to him in a dream and says, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, 
For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now just pause for a second. Remember I told you to kind of picture yourself in Joseph's shoes? Just think about the, the craziness or the incredible nature of this message itself. Joseph was told that his fiance was pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Then recall that this message was delivered by an angel. And then remember that this angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Not even a righteous man like Joseph could possibly have eyes for the working of what God was doing. And Joseph all of a sudden finds himself in a situation that no would-be righteous man has ever found himself before or ever will again. And this reveals a powerful theme throughout Matthew's Gospel that in order to have human beings learn the ways of God, they must be revealed to them. God's intervention into human history, the Christmas story, blows away normal thinking of any human being. So what is Joseph's response to all this? After hearing the angel's message, Joseph shows us a response of faith. Joseph believes the word of God and obeys it. Despite the ramifications of taking Mary to be his wife, despite all the questions you can imagine running through Joseph's mind, he believes the word and obeys. He takes Mary to be his wife, and they name the child Jesus, just like the angel said. And this is a great comfort for us today. For we hear that even a just man like Joseph had to live by faith to see what God was doing. Joseph was not made righteous by his own actions, but the same way we are made righteous, by faith. Joseph and Mary, who Mary I haven't even mentioned in this sermon yet at all, receive the Christ child through faith. It's all God. God carrying out his plan of salvation at the right time, and Joseph and Mary rejoice and accept the Christ child by faith. And it's the same faith that we, you and me as Christians today, receive through our baptism as we cling to the Christ child born and the Christ child who went to the cross for us. It is through this faith that we are made righteous. And lest we think we can make ourselves righteous by doing anything of our own good works, we are reminded again of the miraculous nature that God laid out his salvation to the world. Next week, we'll continue talking about righteousness for us, and we'll talk about what it means for a child to be born for us, for you and for me. Or as the angel says to the shepherds, for unto you this day is born a Savior. It's a very familiar text from Luke's Gospel, and I look forward to sharing it with you next week. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.